Hi and welcome to Once When I Was Cool podcast, a podcast about some nostalgia of two young gentlemen. I am your host, Wee Man, and with me as always is... I'm Dave. And over behind the glass is producer Simon, Simon who's always working on getting us out to your earballs. And he's quite the, the technical know-how. He knows a bit about audio. He knows a bit about uh, marketing. He knows a bit about our website and what we need to put on there. So he's a bit of an all-rounder, really, and he's good with uh, getting us out into MP3s. But we haven't always been... Um, when we've, we've always liked music, um, but we haven't always been able to get ourselves out there on... Um, on uh, MP3s oh, out, and over the internet, have out we? Out to everyone, really. It's a it's a different world now. But Dave, once yeah. when I was cool, yep, we had little machines and little devices that let us play music, and these were called Walkmans. Right, little personal uh, personal cassette players. Yes, and in those, as you just mentioned, goes. Yep. Cassettes, casingles, whether they were recorded, right. pre-recorded mm-hmm. by artists or you made your own mixtapes, <laughs> brought them up against, you know, put yep. a recording device up against the radio and yep. have a... have a Up against the radio. And then try and get the outro and the intro without the DJs on the radio talking over the top of them. Yeah, so it is, um, I remember cassettes. I remember cassettes well and I think I was probably more of a cassette type person than I was a, uh, a vinyl or record sort of person. I remember my parents had a lot of uh, vinyl, a lot of records and funnily enough they've still got their uh, old record player at home and it still works fairly well. I'm not sure whether you can get parts for it or not but it was one of the big pieces of furniture and um, quite their pride and joy that had it, they have had it for many many years, but uh, cassettes probably worth a lot of money these days, mate. With the well, you never know. You never know these days. Um, you know, it may be worth a lot of money, but whether or not people are allowed to uh, prepared to pay that sort of money is a different answer, a different story. True. So with cassettes, I remember um, I used to have a lot of cassettes, and carrying cassettes around was never easy. So when we're talking about cassettes, we're talking about a little cartridge for want of a better term about the size of probably a bit small because um, mobile phones have gotten a bit bigger these days probably a little bit smaller than a mobile phone these days with two holes in it and you the two holes were the actual drivers the ones that pulled the tape through uh, and so it was probably an updated version of the reel-to-reel type uh, recorders. Yeah and and with those as I said you could um by uh, artists that are pre-recorded or you mm-hmm. could record your own. So you had yep. blank tapes and, and they came in 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 120 minutes. And the 120s you always had to be careful of because for some reason they were a thinner tape so that they could fit 120 minutes of recording time in. And they had an A and a B side. Yeah, now I've never understood it because as it comes through, the tape pulls through a little pulley type thing that squashes it down and that's where the sound comes through when the tape yep. runs through there. I never understood why just by flicking it over and running the tape backwards it actually I think it was a side-by-side. Side. I'm not 100% sure and if anyone out there does know, please let us know. Mm. This is us just going off our minimal research or no research mm. but I believe to for that to happen you'd have to have it on one side and then the other side of the tape. So the tape was a ribbon that was about... Uh, five millimeters to six millimeters wide, mm-hmm. and that's and it was a brownie black looking um, ribbon that got pulled through. So mm-hmm. to have it on one side and then pull back the other way, I mm. would have to say that have to be 
um, one side and then and then another side. That's the only way. Or the records half and half. Um, the other thing about that was I, I remember that um, I, I was never really understood it but didn't think too much of it about it as long as it played music. I was, well, whatever I recorded I was quite happy with. But you used to have to take it out and turn it over manually. But then as time went on there was the clever ones that once it got to the end and it felt the tension, the heads that were turning one way suddenly turned the other way and played it back so you didn't have to actually take it out anymore. Oh, look at you all fancy and stuff. <laughs> you didn't have one of them? No, I didn't have one of them. Didn't you have one in your car when you used to have a, a tape deck in your car? You'd put the tape in and you eventually wouldn't have to turn it over? No, I had to keep turning them over. Oh, okay. So you went from uh, tape deck straight to CD, obviously. Yep. Right. So tapes as you can get them. I remember you used to go back to when we had record shops and um, in the town I grew up in there was one particular one uh, where you'd go in and they'd have walls full of tapes and then over the other side they would have, uh, um, you know, r- racks records. full of full of records, full of LPs and vinyls and uh, all that sort of business. Um, and going through and looking at the tapes and then when you would open them in cassette because the cassette was um, always had a, a cassette case. It was a flimsy sort of plastic thing that opened out like always a sort of... Always broke. And always, always broke, broke up in one of the joints. And so if you were going through and it was something particularly popular, you'd go through and make sure that the tape... Um, that the the join the uh, what, what would you call it the hinges type thing were yeah, in a in a um, in a reasonable sort of state so yeah, that they weren't going to break when you got yeah. them out there because as soon as they broke it all fell apart in your hands and all fell onto the ground. Yeah, and you'd see um, you'd see the old cases strewn all over the car parks and things like that. Well, and then you would also see when someone's had a particularly bad day, and your cassette player invariably ate the tape for whatever reason. It got doubled <laughs> over and pulled through. People would just chuck it out, and it was like hanging from trees or all over the road, blowing across the road because. You know, it have to be a couple of hundred metres worth of tape in any of these sorts of things. Look, I, I don't know how much there was and I think we mentioned in one of our earlier podcasts around the tape and how it used to be strewn along the side of the roads <laughs> because not only did the tapes um, get caught up and get chewed but when the sun used to hit the tapes, it used to warp the tapes. Yeah. So you, you'd go to put them in and if they were out of shape, you might be able to get them in, had trouble getting them out. But, you know, the the songs were all warped and that sort of stuff. So you just got, just didn't like it. So mm. you, you either threw it in the bin like most normal people. But people, <laughs> uh, a lot of people will be, you'd just see these tapes go out the window, yeah. the ones that are been chewed up. Yeah. You try and pull it out the best you can. Yep. It gets slowly, slowly, but then yep. it's caught around one of the actual metal um, yeah. pieces that come down to, for yeah. it to roll along. And a lot of the times you'd have to either cut it or, or do whatever you could uh, to get it and then it was gone. And that was okay if it was just a blank cassette that you'd recorded yourself uh, or maybe it wasn't if it was one of your favourite mixtapes. But I learnt eventually that in because back in those days you used to buy cassettes or you buy albums based on the one song you'd heard on the radio or their video that you saw. And I remember the num- the amount of money I was spent on rubbish albums because there was one good song on there that I like and that was... Or a, a power ballad. <laughs> or a power ballad. And I didn't buy one ever specifically for the power ballad but I'm sure people did. But what I learned was after a while was if you turned them up, the little tabs at the top there, yeah. one for either side, and you put that in there and what that basically did was stop the um, – if the tab was there, it left it open so that the uh, – could be recorded. It could be recorded. And if you just put a little bit of tape over it, the rubbish, the thing that you've spent, you know, 15, 20, 30 bucks on, 
you could record over because um, it was crap and you didn't want it anymore, so you, you could just use that rather than having to go, go and buy new cassettes. Or invariably the ones that you actually, when you made your own mixtape and thought, oh, this is an awesome tape, um, the Wii Mix 27, you know, you'd get there and go, I don't ever want to lose that. This is my best ever mixed tape. So you'd you take the, the tab out. Mm. Or if you wanted to record something and really annoy one of your brothers, mm. <laughs> you'd just snap it out afterwards and have it recorded and they couldn't do anything about it except <laughs> either throw it out or, yeah. you know, used to do a lot of that. Yeah. But again, the along with the cassettes were singles as well where they were, you know, had three or four sort of um, songs on there. But aside from that, you used to be able to get these rock packs and they had like a book. And you'd, and you'd get like six tapes in there. I remember my brother oh, and I think I might yes, have mentioned this yes. earlier. Like Stars on 45 and yeah. they, they do all the knockoffs on all the big band orchestras. Yeah, so you'd have this, you'd open it up, there'd be six tapes in there. Yep. And, you know, if you wanted to take those with you, it's like having any, or any tapes in your car, you had to have a, um, uh, you'd have a 10 stack that you'd put them into this box. And they took up a fair like bit a of space. It was like a lunchbox yep. that you'd put in there yep. and, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd all have them there and, you know, they, you'd have... And they had room for your covers. It wasn't just the cassettes on their own. They had no, to have the, the covers. They had the proper covers. Yeah. And some of the covers themselves, when you took them out, they had the words to the songs in them. Yeah, and that's it was like a little booklet. So it was like a, a fold-out one. And if you didn't, because it folded over a particular way and oh, you think you it was it in it own, but if you got it wrong, it wouldn't fit and then your tape wouldn't fit in and then you couldn't, you know, you couldn't get it in, you'd have to take it out or you'd push it in and it'd all crumple up so it'd look like you'd stolen it and smuggled it out in your undies or something like that. In yours maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I too spent a lot of money on... Cassettes over the over the years, um, you know, and I'd started to get. It. We had a um, a little uh, music shop, and I'd be able to go in, and I'd got to a point where I'd go in and say, "Oh, can I have a look at the catalog?" And I'd go through the actual catalog and order out of the mm, catalog. Yeah. So the catalog was the size of uh, you know a couple of inches thick, and it was small writing. It was a bit like oh, a phone book. Yeah, and you'd go through, and they'd come out, I think, monthly. So they'd know what's the new tape and they might never even have that genre in there. Um, I used to listen to Public Enemy, Ice-T, you know, Ice Cube, NWA, all those sorts they of things. They don't remember them doing power ballads. No, they don't. No. I listen to all sorts of music, not just power ballads. However, you know, they wouldn't bring them in and just put them on the shelf because there was probably only two people in the town that wanted them, me and my mate, Black. So um, shout out to Black. Mm-hmm. Um so it was only him and I that would go in and order these tapes. So they wouldn't just bring them in when they knew that they were coming through. But you had all of those, you know, lots of country tapes out there. Because you grew up in country Queensland. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. But, um, you know, g- getting back to uh, the amount of tapes that I had to a point where you'd, you'd have these big boxes, like you'd have like these tool boxes full of mm. these um, cassettes and, mm-hmm. and you're right. It's like anything. You might have a, a couple of songs. I actually had um, on one of my tape decks in my car that you'd be able to push the fast forward and it would go to the next song and it would mm-hmm. stop and so it would play. So you knew if you didn't like that song, you just hit the fast forward. Yeah. It would take a bit of time. Yeah. 
get to the next song, stop, play the next song. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like skipping on your yeah. your phone at the moment. But the the other thing, and, and you probably won't know of this because you don't seem to know about a lot of the fancier sort of ones, some of the recordings, if you left a, like a three-second gap or a five-second gap between songs, the cassette fast-forwarder would find that spot and then stop and start playing. It would do it automatically itself. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that you had to do it yourself. You'd fast-forward, you'd no, fast-forward, no, you'd no, fast-forward. No, that was the, no, that was the fancy one. Oh, okay. All right. But it didn't do auto-reverse. Didn't do auto-reverse. Right. okay. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. No, 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 that was me zoning out, not listening. You talk a lot. Mm, or a little, <laughs> or not yeah. enough. And so then we t- we've, we've mentioned quite a few times Casingles. Now, what a jip they were. Oh, you're paying to be I like think you're a, paying like seven bucks at the time, which yeah, in 1980s money was a lot of money. And it was 16 or $14 for a whole tape. For a whole album, yeah. yeah. But the, the um, Casingles were just basically a song, well, like you used to get the little records with an A side and a B side. If you were lucky, it might have had two songs on either side and you put it on and it would play the one song and then on the other side it would have some atrocious abomination that they called music that they were trialling out. Episode 36. It was the, the episode 36 they put on the other side because it wasn't good enough to make the album. Correct. And when uh, some of the EPs that you, you did get, you'd, you'd actually go, I really like the song, that's why I'm getting the, the EP or the um, single. Like the EPs, so you had the singles where mm-hmm. they had a couple of songs, then yep. you had the EPs where they're We'd a bit longer, five or six. Five yeah. or six. So and it re- that sort of really sucked but e- you in EP- a bit. EPs, I think, extended plays came out because they didn't have enough songs to make a full album. Yeah. So I remember I had I bought the the Tool um, um, EP, the Opiate mm-hmm. EP, and I can tell you I and um, my younger brother came, uh, flew up to Townsville when I drove back from Townsville. Yeah. And for those who don't know, that's about eighteen hundred kilometres from where I lived. Okay. Um, Eighteen hundred kilometers, about eleven hundred miles. About eleven hundred miles, mm-hmm. and I did that straight, and I played that EP the whole way. No, it just went over and over because I would have my, thrown it out at about six hundred kilometers. No, nah. and no. then my brother got back to town. He said, <laughs> "If I ever hear those songs again, yeah." And he goes, oh, "I think I'll I'll jump in front of a car." And so it went for about what six minutes, and then uh, you'd have to take it out and flip it over and put it in again. Yeah. It was all the um, way. Well, I guess it kept you away. It'd be like the dead man switch on a yeah, train. Yeah, it was. That's it kept mm. me awake. I drove all the way through. It was a straight drive through as well. Mm. So, and of course, that uh, once when I was cool podcast, we don't um, we don't encourage in any form of driving tired or doing long haul trips. Listening to a single a single. Casingle. <laughs> single Casingle or song. But Casingles were such a jip as well because not only were they expensive and they only had a couple of songs and it was never the next, the, the song on the other side was never going to be the next single that they released. Um, but they took up exactly the same amount of space in the thing, as in your tape holder that, that everything else did for, for, one, for one song. Yeah, and so that's where it was... You had to really like that song and what they did is they got the most popular song and they put yep. that on there yep. and then tried to get rid of some of their other songs on yep. there as well. Yep. And try but and get still try to get their name out there. 
yeah. their concept album where they played the same song with a bongo or they'd have an acoustic version or they'd have an extended play version that was basically a drum fill with no other um, instruments for another seven minutes or something like that. Or the techno version or the DJ remix or, or something. The, or like the that. saxophone version. Ta-ta-ta. That was a really bad saxophone. Do you remember Dave. your? F- do you remember your first um, cassette? <laughs> yeah, I knew this was coming because yeah. I spoke about it. So yes, I have to say that my first cassette of an artist that I ever got <laughs> was Gary Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> and how old were you when you got this? Oh, uh, probably his favourite age. I don't know. Why <laughs> <laughs> did Gary himself give it to you? <laughs> yeah, it was a special <laughs> <laughs> Gary Glitter. And did you listen to it to death? Yeah, I did. It was exciting. It was it was new. It was exciting. You know, in the Walkman that I had back there because, you know, that's what we started talking about yeah. on the music and Kazingas. Yeah, yeah. Um, was a, it wasn't a Sony Walkman. It was, an, it was knock a off. knockoff. Mm-hmm. But it had, you know, um, those really cheap earphones. Yeah. Not like the ones you get today that sat on your head and had this little... Yeah. St- thin bit of wire that went across the top and then when you push the ears up and if you got it wrong, you <laughs> poked your eye out. And, and you know, those really thin, head. thin little um, spongy sorts of things and the foam would always break off after a while and then they'd be really sharp, hard plastic on the inside and they'd cut your ear up. Yeah, or, or you'd just have one one side that worked. Yeah. <laughs> Or once, or, or if if somebody else, you know, you're a kid and like your dad or your older sibling had been wearing it, and they stretch it out to buggery, and it's it's all wide and it won't fit on properly, yeah. and so you then you had to sport the ever uh, popular '80s headband, sweatband around there to keep it to in, keep so it that on. you could listen to Gary Glitter. Yeah, well, for a little while yeah. anyway. I remember my the first cassette that I remember getting or buying with um, holiday money and my older sister Glenda conned me into this was ACDC Back in Black because she liked it and I was only young and she but said... But a great album. Oh, absolutely. But um, there you go. But um, she convinced me that it would be a great, great... I'd really like it. You'd really like it. You should buy it. Yeah, you should buy it. And, and that sort of summed her up as a kid through and through, um, you know, you do this, yeah, you like this. Um, hey, Glenda. Hey, Glenda. And I remember before that, the only other thing I remember before that and I thought I was so cool was my two sisters, um, Crystal, my next up sister and, and uh, Glenda, uh, used to love um, the Bay City Rollers. So we're going back into the 70s now. Yeah. And when they got sick of the Bay City Rollers and went on to whatever it was they listened to, they gave me their Bay City Rollers LP, their, their vinyl album, and I thought it was the best thing. But, yeah, so Glenda's always been on the hook for um, convincing me to do all these things that really she liked. Ah, oh, very cool. That's what big older sisters, siblings, <laughs> older big siblings sisters are, are for. And the younger sister, yeah, you being the younger sister of the three, me being, yeah, yes, I'm the, yeah, I'm the ugly stepsister, <laughs> yes. So, uh, back to the Walkman or the personal cassette because Walkman is was a, a trademark, yeah. trademark Sony brand, and I actually had a Sony Walkman, um, and it was the little silver one with the little hip, um clip that goes yep. under your belt yeah, uh, and those horrible headphones. And then it evolved on. I remember I got one that was a sport one and what it had was it had like a double click. It was bright bright yellow and it had a double yep. click mechanism so that water and sand and dirt and stuff couldn't get in there. But still had this – it had a plug hole at the top for the 
um, ear, earpiece. earpiece, but still had a um, still had a, a, like a little latch that goes over the top of it, so nothing could get in there as well. But still had the same cruddy headphones. Yeah. Yeah, no, then and then you could buy speakers. Hmm. Remember, you could buy little speakers for them. Yeah, and you plug them in, and you think, oh, well, this is just like having a big boombox. Might as well just have a boombox. But it was something special about it because you could put it on your hip and you could exercise and you felt sporty. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And then it all got ruined by the compact disc. Yeah, and then they tried to continue to do the same thing. It was just this big thing on your hip. Yeah, yeah Discman. I was talking to someone the other day that said they gave their Discman to their kid and uh, now the kid listens to a Discman. I thought, that's fantastic. And it was never rechargeable batteries in these things. It was always double A's. Yeah, and we've talked about what we had to do for that. <laughs> yes, my dad was always un- unwilling to give up batteries easily because they were cheap. And they did. They sucked they the juice they right out cheap. of it. They sucked the juice right out of it. Mm. But you know, and for me, mine, I had the um, cassette player. You could record on it, all of those sorts of things. You know, taking it up and trying to record, like I said, um, on on, on the, the radio. On the radio, but the DJs would always talk on the intros and the outros, so you could never get the full song. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was talking to my wife about that the other day, and she remembers doing exactly the same thing. And if you um, if the DJ you were trying to jump in just before the DJ talked, so that they didn't ruin the whole thing, yeah, or ruin it with commercials, yeah. And but it was very hard because I think they were all over the shop. They were just trying to stop people like your wife doing that. <laughs> and ah, every teenager did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, so listener. If you um, have uh, uh, had a Walkman or you want to let us know what your very first cassette is, if you can beat Gary Glitter. um, Or if you still have cassettes and you can still have the means to play them because I haven't seen a cassette player for quite a while. No, um, I haven't seen one for a while either. But if you have them and you want to let us know and you can beat Gary Glitter, um, please drop us a line at Once Once Cool Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're you're terrible at this. I you know. really are. I know. Once was cool podcast at gmail dot com, and all the back episodes are at are at our website <laughs> of once was cool dot com. Yeah, perfect. Well yeah, done, mate. There yeah, you go. good job. Hey, just on a one last note, mm-hmm. I did have some mates, and their whole um, every Christmas part of their Christmas present was to buy the dodgiest, <laughs> cheapest tape they could find. In terms of the worst singer, so it could be, you know, um, throat singing, uh, <laughs> yodeling, yodeling, or something, <laughs> and they had to listen to it. <laughs> so there was a competition, and oh. it was still great. And some of those cassettes were awesome. So it's just a little that's something, something there. Yeah. So again, thanks Simon, and thanks Dave. No uh, worries, we. A, uh, great episode again. Hey, look, tell a friend, um, tell two, um, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.